content warning. This one has some colorful language in it that I'm honestly not sure if it counts as swear words or not. There's the A word, a P word, maybe a few others. It's pretty mild cursing, to be honest, but content warning nonetheless. I've read Catcher in the Rye twice in my life and had very different experiences. The first time, I was 17, and I read it for a high school psychology assignment. Fun fact, it was on a list of books that were like half banned, so my teacher could assign it, but he was required to give us an alternative assignment in case any parents found the book to be too objectionable for their children. In case you haven't read it, spoiler alert, it's narrated by Holden Caulfield, a teenager who is very disillusioned by the adult world and wants to protect kids from growing up. Obviously, you can't protect kids from growing up. The world exists, and it's full of bad things, and kids will learn about them. In the last chapter, it is revealed that he has been writing the book from a psychiatric institution because he's having a nervous breakdown trying to come to terms with this. I don't think Salinger knew while he was writing that years later his book would be on a list like that, but what a delightful joke he unwittingly played on every parent who didn't want their kid reading the book. I read the book, delighted by the occasional swear word and the discussion of alcohol and sex, which in case you're wondering, the book makes a pretty solid argument for abstaining from both. I was just happy to be reading something that was controversial. I also identified with Holden quite a bit on that first read-through. He thought adults were hypocrites. He thought performers were vain. He thought almost everyone was phony. And he called people crumb bums, which is just a great insult. My identification with Holden throughout the book meant that the last chapter really rocked me. What did it mean if the person I agreed with most often while reading was losing his grip on reality? I spent some time thinking about the ways I was like Holden, and I did a little work changing those habitual ways of seeing others. But mostly, I went on dates and played music and went to shows and danced because I was 17. I wrote a song when I graduated from high school. I don't remember the title or the chords or most of the lyrics, but I do remember it featured the line, if we leave bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you've failed, you've failed, you've failed. Clearly, I hadn't grown out of my Holden Caulfield worldview. The song was about the cognitive dissonance of being told I accomplished something when I wasn't really trying to do anything, and being told I'd learned the bare essentials to go out into the world, while feeling like there was so much more on the list of things I didn't know than the list of things I did know. Ultimately, Rather than recognize this as the human condition, I wrote an angry song that lashed out at the adults in my life for pretending like things were okay, for the part they played in building the world I was walking into, a world that was clearly and obviously not okay. I reread The Catcher in the Rye my junior year of college. I was studying human development and had just finished a course on youth and young adult fiction. I enjoyed reading these stories written for kids as an adult, and I wondered how my experience would differ rereading a book that was pretty influential on me as a teen. Turns out Holden Caulfield is an insufferable asshole, 
the prose was still fun to read. Crumbum is still a wonderful insult. But my god, I cannot believe I related to that prick. He is self-centered, devoid of empathy, short-sighted and nihilistic, not in the cool or interesting way, just the depressing way. When a 17-year-old me read that last chapter and learned Holden was writing from a psychiatric institution, I questioned the accuracy of my assessment of the world. I thought I should try a little harder to have a broader and more nuanced view of situations. But when 21-year-old me read the first chapter and saw who my younger self liked, I wrapped my head around empathy in a whole new way. Salinger had given me a mirror that looked across time and experience and growth. And I'm grateful to him for that. It showed me how much people can change by showing me, in a very embarrassing way, how much I had changed. I wrote the lyrics for Mechanical Engineer in the weeks leading up to and just after my graduation from college. I was being told that I had accomplished something, and I kind of felt like I had been faking it the whole time, just getting by. I was just as scared and disillusioned as I was when I wrote that song at the end of high school, but a little less angry. Around that same time, my dad gave me a pair of hand-me-down running shoes. He had worn them past the point of providing enough cushion for his long-distance training, but not nearly to the point of being relegated to lawn-mowing shoes. The headspace brought on by literally filling my father's shoes mixed up with all the other feelings I had about graduation, turned into this song. In a lot of ways, it's the same song I wrote four years earlier. This song is just as scared and disillusioned, but less angry. I think at 22, I could see that no one knew what they were doing, and how could I be mad at incompetence while singing a song about how I am so incompetent? I collaborated with a bunch of wonderful humans on this song. It features Dan Sherwood on upright bass, John Turk on piano and a little vocals, and Sarah Smith on cello. I made all the other sounds, and fun fact, all of the sounds on this track are acoustic instruments. Even the fake tape scratchy sound at the beginning of the outro is actually hand percussion being played atmospherically. The soundscape you've been hearing during this episode, however, is not acoustic instruments. It was made with a Nintendo DS and a whole bunch of pedals by my friend Reed. Here's Mechanical Engineer. I remember how it felt when I was young Without a doubt about the person that I'd become I remember how it felt Same woman for 30 years And he's got an equation 
Ah.